Hello and welcome to the 17th episode of Call Chop K-Pop. I am recording this episode on November 26th, 2020. Okay, so, hi, hello, hi, um, I took a break, I mean, I think I, you guys are used to it by now, I always start with, I took a break, I think, with all honesty, I think, you know, I just record when I have some time to do some research and, you know, um, I have to edit, right? Recording doesn't take that much time, but editing kind of takes up a lot of time. Um, not really. It's, okay, let me think. I'm just lazy to edit. That's probably the answer. I, yeah, I'm sorry, but I'm back anyway. So I will let you know when I, you know, record episode on Twitter or Instagram or any social media that I have. The Twitter is at TalkShop Kpop, simple and easy, so you can check uh, my updates there. So if you're wondering when I, you know, when I'm going to post a new episode, that's, I think, the best way to get an update. I think that, like, was my announcement piece. I'm so sorry. I might cut the most of these out in the editing process. If not, you'll be listening to me just talking about random things for the first three minutes. Okay. Hello, welcome. Okay, so let's get into it. Um, the songs that I'm gonna cover is BTS Life Goes On and and Stacy So Bad and Espa Black Mumbai. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Um, I I may have pronounced it pronounced it wrong. Uh, please understand that. Okay, so let's. Let's go ahead and explain what's going on today. Uh, well, I did, but you might not know Stacy and Aspa. Um, Aspa? Well, uh, I think you're not familiar with Stacy more. Uh, Aspa is from uh, SM Experiment, so you probably heard it somewhere. Um, but Stacy is uh, a new group, and Aspa is a new group as well, so we are covering a lot of new groups today. Okay, I think that, you know, explains everything. We will go um, further in the episode. So BGS, uh, Life Goes On, the album title is B, and uh, BTS Life Goes On. It's the album, the album B is basically BTS members were uh, involved in every aspect of the album ever. Like, this is the closest thing so far as, you know, they're, they were able to, you know, direct or, like, you know, decide where they're going to go. Now, you may have, you know, you may say that, like, BTS is like, oh, you know, they contribute or they give constant input to big hit and it's basically collaboration between the company and the artist. You are 100% correct, but this album is especially like they decided to like one one to ten. Like they good example of this is uh, 
Chungook or JK was involved in music video directing. He is a director of this music video. Chungook, um, you know, GCF, uh, Golden, Golden Closet Films. Uh, for those of you that saw GCF, he's into video editing and uh, filming videos. So uh, he he used his talent, right, and um, got involved in the music video directing, which I think it was it was really good. So that's a good example of where BTS is coming from with this album. Jimin was the project manager for this album work. So, everybody had a role to play. All seven members had a role to play in this album, so. That's one note. Okay, second note. This um, album was heavily inspired by the current times and current pandemic of COVID-19. Um, if you look at the album of Life Goes On and the, all the lyrics from the entire album, the theme is you know, um, being stuck inside and don't, you know, don't know what to do, kind of, and, um, well, like, it's kind of go, you know, life goes on during this pandemic, but they express their, um, I guess, sense of loss and, like, what they can't do right now, you know, touring was, his, you know, they're one of the biggest things to do in terms of BTS, right? They they tour massive stadiums and stuff like that. They can't do that anymore. And, you know, they wanted to work. They wanted to see uh, the fans. They wanted to see us. They couldn't do that. Well, okay. And, yeah, I think throughout the album, the big theme is sense of loss, but life goes on. But they... They, uh, in, in fact, they put themselves together again and um, produced this masterpiece of uh, inspiring but also harsh truth as well. Uh, I think it was a message where I needed, uh, many of us needed in this current times. So with that said, uh, life goes on, <laughs> masterpiece. Uh, and was, um, the one thing that I really noticed was that, um, the lyrics, I could understand it better. Um, in fact, uh, I can understand Korean, and I speak Korean, so, and my background is South Korean, so, yes, I can understand the lyrics without English subtitles, but still, sometimes BTS songs and other K-pop songs the deliberation of the lyrics is a little bit off sometimes, and I have to look up the lyrics to fully get what they're saying. But for this one, in my first lesson, I was like, I like 80% know what they're saying. I understand most of what they're saying, and I can, you know, I can understand it. So the deliberation of the lyrics was good. The beat was chill. Um, it was a little bit slow than the, uh, I guess previous, you know, songs. I like that, actually. And the main, uh, the main vo vocal top, uh, or vocal processing, and it just takes, uh, and then, like, it goes, like, it goes on. See, I'm, I'm not a good explainer. That's, that's a big problem. But, you know what I mean? 
you probably know what I mean if you listen to the uh, listen to the song intro. I really like that, and the main synth, it's my, it's right up my alley. Like it, it was amazing. The lyrics, it was it was needed. Um, I personally loved uh, Sugar's rappers. Yeah, like I really enjoyed the song. I really um, listened to the whole album, honestly. Um, the whole album is, uh, is, um, a masterpiece. The, there was some, you know, people saying that skit, there is a skit that is three minutes long. Uh, that is long than necessary, longer than necessary. I actually agree with that. It was a little bit long, but for me, I understand Korean and I, was, you know, I am, you know, part of the BTS army, so it was an important, you know, moment for them, and it was a breathing room for the album, so I don't think it's completely unnecessary, but I, I would have just preferred if it just got to the point. Um, but, you know, I don't mind it, but some people don't like it, so I just wanted to point that out. So, yeah. Oh, um. I mean, I can talk more, but I don't think it would be a fair review, because, uh, I just, like, you know, I don't have any more, any more, like, commentary, or, like, not commentary, but my thoughts. I just like it. I, I, I just have it on repeat, okay? Like, that's, that's where I come from. My favorite song from the album is Blue and Gray. I really love that, and, um, the composer is Nibu, that's a Korean pronunciation, I don't know how, Nive, Nive in English, or Nibu in Korean pronunciation, but he, um, uploaded a video of how he breaks down how he composed Blue and Gray and what sound he used, it's really an interesting video. So check it out. He did amazing work. Um, he got requests from V, V himself, to compose about feeling down, depression, but also hope in depression. That's the best transla translation that I can do. So he came up with this track. I loved it. Um, great work. Check his other stuff out as well. He has a song. So, song as well, so check it out, it's a great, um, he's a great, just artist, composer, uh, to begin with. Also, the, 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 the second favorite, if I have a ranking, besides Life of Day song, I think it, it has to be the, the ease or disease, if I, if I read it faster, or Pyong. Uh, the Korean title is just disease or like disorder. So disease, just reading it as disease is correct, but there's a hyphen in between. So whatever you call it, uh, it's a J-Hope song. He produced it. Um, it's very J-Hope. There is you know, other members involved as well, but he talks about very interesting stuff in the lyrics. He's like, oh, I don't know, you know, rest. That was his thing when he was touring. But, like, 
now he wants to work like he's kind of addicted to work or what he's doing right now uh he wants to perform perform and stuff like that so you know the lyrics is very kind of serious but the beat is like hey let's party i know it may sound a little bit like a little bit a little bit uh what to call it a little bit like unbalanced i guess but if you actually listen to the song it fits well it's weird it's weird go and check it out i think that's it that's it for bts uh you know the album b i'm sorry i can't really give you you know insightful you know information or like my thoughts because i love it uh that's the the the, the emotion i have towards the album okay next is next next is going to be stacy they are a new group that debuted uh debuted a couple weeks ago uh it's literally spelled stay and then c letter c so it's easy um they are from high up entertainment if you don't know what that company is it's fun but you you may know black eyed pilsa they are they are a composer duo that is legendary they composed tt cheer up fancy and sister and basically uh you know legendary pieces of k-pop they know how to make a mega hit in terms of you know k-pop market and they founded founded a new their own label and the first really debuting group is stacy so that's something about high up entertainment and the member consists of shin shin she let's see the first member the spelling is s e s i e u n and then it's like and then the second member is s e e u n so shin soon i think shumin j isa and yun so yeah there's like similar names uh but look it up if you are confused like me um but yeah and their debut track is called so bad uh about the song um it is something that i haven't heard in a while uh they give me like 2010 vibes not in a bad way because like it's a little bit of that and then the song itself is equipped with all the necessary components for 2020 so i'm not saying the song the beat is outdated but it does give that atmosphere of 2010 kind like 2015 not even 2010 2015 and the main synth go yeah like and then yeah it, it's very um and some people say it's let retro in some way i think it's their take on the current retro uh, trend that is going on uh, but it's not too retro like i was kind of getting tired of retro concepts because love everybody did it uh but it's not like it's balanced very well it is uh it is very balanced very well um 
I yeah, it's a good solid truck. I think I mean I really enjoyed Weekly's song, but I don't think it's that like I think okay. It's gonna be a big statement, but I think this is a best debut song after Ipsy. Like I I did not hear anything that solid after Ipsy. Like yeah, it's it's probably one of the best debuts in twenty twenty in terms in terms of oops, in terms of songs. Song? So yeah. Um if you um if you like more retro vibes, go and listen to their their B-sides. It's called uh This Is Me. I think this is me. I think it has the retro vibe and all that stuff. So if you like that, go listen to the B-sides. Okay, uh let me move on to the members. I am not familiar with the members yet. I, I tried really hard because I'm borderline uh, want to, you know, want to support this group, and it's probably going to end up in my favorite groups list, probably soon. Well, it is, but I just, it is there, but I just have to get familiar with the members, and that, you know, I already started watching their side content on YouTube, so that's a good sign. I don't usually do that, unless, like, it's my ultimate, or not ultimate, but one of the favorite groups. I don't usually do that. I am busy just, you know, catching up to the new releases even. But I started watching their side content. So that's a good thing. I just have to get familiar with a couple members. I get confused between a couple of them. So one thing that I want to mention is Sheen is Sheen was a she was an actor well, I think young actor uh, that really was everywhere in terms of uh, uh, Korean television, everywhere. And when I first heard that she was in the group, I honestly thought, okay, she's going to be the face of the group and, you know, be the visual and, you know, promote the group and whatsoever. Uh, but turns out she's a great singer. Like... I never saw her sing, like, before the debut. I was like, okay, yeah, she's she's a good singer. Like, I expected, okay, she may lack, lack some singing ability or, like, dancing ability. Nope. Uh, and that was just me thinking, thinking very, uh, I don't know why I think I thought that, like, before the debut, but sorry. <laughs> um, one other thing. Uh, there's a member uh, called J. Uh, it's just a just literally letter J. That's her stage name. And okay, first of all, she does not look her age. She is 2004, but she she looks she looks at least 22. She yeah she yeah I I did not believe that she was. 2004, and she's a Mangmei of the group, but she does not look like a Mangmei, uh, or that young, right? Also, okay, she has this unique tone of, this is the low vocal, and she pulls it up, pulls it off so nicely, and I just, I just was like, 
Wow, I did not expect these vocals and on in the bridge she she uses that super low voice of her and I'm like okay yeah yeah like that's my favorite part of the you know song because okay you know I want you to be honest how many times in K-pop in re recent history did you hear a nice low tone vocal that is executed properly for me not so many I usually vocalist and sub vocalist go on the high note kind of uh, kind of you know high note route right or middle middle tone mi middle middle tone ground kind of thing. I don't know what I'm talking about, but hopefully you get what I mean. But she's full on low low key like, and then she pulls it off perfectly I'm like okay I, I yeah okay you're, you're doing your own thing and I like it and I love her voice um yeah so go ahead and go listen to the bridge and you'll know what I mean um go support Stacy they are going to be big soon I, I think because yeah they had some impactful debut so I think um I think that's it. I will get familiar with the members by the next comeback, hopefully. And let's see where uh, Stacy and his or their label, uh, Black Eyes, Eyes Person, will take them in a musical way. I'm actually very curious what route they will take in, in terms of music. So, yeah. Alright, the last uh, song of the day, Espa. I think most of you would have heard the Black Mamba. They're from SM Entertainment. It's their new group after Red Velvet. Uh, the the member consists of Karina, Jujel, uh, Winter, and Ning Ning. That's their stage name. Um, and they are supposed to be first half a real group and half virtual group and they are their SM is emphasizing emphasizing the technology aspects of uh the of the group i use the word supposed to here's why there's not many scenes where scenes where the a or AI or virtual members are not seen. They're like, there's like barely a screen time and it's a regular music video. Almost like regular music video. I'm still excited for it. I, I'm not sure how SM will take this, you know, group in terms of direction. In terms of song, it's a, it's a good song. It's a solid song and it ends there. I would have... I, I would have uh, choose Stacy over Espa. Uh, in terms of song, um, Karina and all of other members, Karina was uh, noticeable, so that's that. And one thing is, there wasn't really a rappers in the song, so Jijel was is the rapper of the group, I believe. And she wasn't able to show 
off her skull, but I'm excited for that. But that's where it ends, really. Um, I think the problem here is that they hyped it up maybe too much. It sounded like a pre-release almost, and I mean, I kind of get it, because like, they're not ready for the virtual thing to come out, right? And they minimize the use of virtual members. I get that. And you know what? It's better to not show the imperfect side of, you know, imperfect technology than show it. And the overall production becomes, like, very cheap looking. So, I respect that decision. But they were just throwing fancy words out in the public relation team, it's like, oh, it's going to be a new, you know, new era of K-pop and stuff like that, and they mentioned biotechnology, I, yeah, which is nonsense for now, but who knows, also, I do want to make a note where technology, I think, is a new chapter of K-pop, like, there's reverse, there's, like, all these new technology coming in. There's Universe from SM that is pre-registering now. It's an app that does cool things. Like the lineup is kind of like unrelated to each other. The artist lineup is unrelated to each other, but there is some big names in the lineup. So yeah, um, I don't know how they're going to utilize the app, but. So far, I think it's a direct competitor to Weavers. It's the first of its kind of competitor, so it, it would be interesting to see. I, I am, you know, interested to how they're going to take them in terms of storyline and music direction and everything. Uh, I do have a couple things to, you know, a couple of things I want to mention before I move on. First, you know, copying controversy, and I see where it's coming from. I will disregard all other controversies uh, regarding members, the past of the members, and there's a bunch of them, but I didn't read it. It's a waste of time. We don't know. It's unconfirmed, and I, I, just, I just don't think it's worthy of my time either. There's nothing confirmed, but I think the copying accusations and um, copying controversy has some value, right? Uh, they re heavily referenced KDA and a couple other artists, uh, foreign artists. There's one German artist that you know claims that the subway scene is way too similar. I think. Yeah, I think it is. Um, if you ask me, is it on purpose or do they not know? I don't know. I really don't. And, okay, I don't want to defend the creative team and production studio because copying is bad and, you know, come up with your own idea. But also, I, I just want to give, you know, different you know, perspective or, uh, you know, how the production work kind of goes along, right? Virtual group, half virtual group in K-pop, that's big, that's a big thing. Um, and 
the only real example of that is KDA, and I think they referenced it heavily, or copied it, however you look at it. So, they ended up referencing it too hard. It can happen, um, if you are studying the previous cases, if you do case study, it can end up being copying by mistake. Not intentionally, but if uh, SM tried to do this on an in intentional and purposeful, on purpose, it's a noise uh, marketing and PR move uh, that is a little bit, you know, I don't like it if it was done purposely, but I just wanted to give a different aspect. Whatever you think uh, about this con controversy, um, I think it's heavily influenced by KDA and other artists, and I feel like, on the other hand, I feel like it's kind of done on purpose in the light, light-hearted way uh, to, you know, grab attention to this group, but we don't know. Also, one more thing about Aspa, and then I'll move on. I, I do not understand why um, they... SM made you know counterpart system of the virtual member. I, I really don't. It's kind of you know it is re you know it is great that like K-pop is moving in a direction that we never saw kind of and you know m one step closer to revolution, right? And it's a really clever concept and group and how they. You know, have a storyline and everything. I just, from Ali Eastman's interview about Espa, I just feel I'm just a little bit worried for uh, four members, how the virtual promotion, virtual members, counterparts, you know, will will play out. The thing is, like, and, you know, Eastman pointed out, you know, the artists can't be at their homes and at at fans' homes or, you know, meet them individually. So, you know, virtual members will do that. I just feel a bad vibe from that. Um, I do. I wish SM Entertainment would have just made a separate identity for the virtual member so that it doesn't hurt uh, the real members, the artists, and it's really hard to take action, you know, if there's like mil like bad comments, there's like rumors, and you know, the commenter might have, you know, might say in their defense, oh, I was just saying it, uh, it was my opinion about I, Karina, or like the virtual members, right? then there's no way to really take action. And SM is not known for, not really best known for artist protection, really. So, so in that aspect of artist protection, I'm not really confident. But if that's covered, ESPA is, you know, going to be a big thing in K-pop in the future. I'm sorry, I... I in general, I am I have very positive feelings about Espa. I like them. Um, I I am excited for 
what to come next. Let's move on to a different topic. Well, it's news and discussion. That's the name for now, but I may change it. Uh, in the quick news on November 24th, Korean Standard Time, it was revealed that BTS was in, nominated for Grammys. Best Duo, I think that's it. Uh, best Duo, something, 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 yeah. So, they were nominated for Grammys. It's not the main four uh, well-known for four categories of Grammys, but it's still an important, um, important category for Grammys. It was established in two th- back in 2012, um, and there's Taylor Swift and all of those legendary artists. So, let's see if they get a win. I'm not sure because they are con- conservative in terms of who, you know, who, who they give the awards to, but let's see, we have a chance, and even getting nominated is just the proof that BTS is going, you know, is already mainstream in the U.S. market and worldwide, uh, so it's a moment of really, it's a proud moment for all K-pop fans and BTS fans and ARMY, I am personally proud of them, um, yeah, and one other news that I wanted to dis- um, discuss today on this episode, produce uh, 101 or produce series controversy. I, I think, you know, I, I said in my first ever podcast, it was a conclusion for produce series controversy of manipulating the viewer's vote. Not quite. The produce on and uh, CP, CP chief producer Kim was sentenced to two years, so that remained the same. Yay, justice served to a certain extent. But here's a surprise factor um, the Seoul District Court revealed victims' names of a trainee that got trainees that got affected by. Uh, the vote manipulation. So, I have a list. Let me read it out and then let's talk about this. We have produced season one. Uh, first round of voting Kim Sohyun, NYSTIC Entertainment, Sohyun, SS Entertainment. That's where IOI was formed. Season 2, uh, 101, which was 101, uh, fourth, in the fourth round of voting, Kang Deho and, uh, Kang Deho was affected and new hit, that's newest pet cow, oh, oh, and then there's, uh, still season 2, first round of voting, so, Song Chun Woo, uh, Luminous AM Entertainment. Yeah, so that's the season, uh, season two. Produced 48th in the fourth round of voting. Egon from Plutus Entertainment and Han Chowon from Cube Entertainment was affected by this 
for manipulation. That's a big thing. Uh, since uh, Hanchon and the Egon was, you know, uh, constantly in the higher rank of things. Egon, um, Egon ranked fifth in the real time final ranking, and Hanchon ranked ranked sixth place. Um, it turns out to be that without manipulation. So, and then and then produce X101. There is a lot. Kujo Moon from Gravity, uh, Lee Chin Hyuk from Uptension, Kim Dong Un from C9 Entertainment, and Bill Final ranking was 6th place Kujo Moon, 7th place Lee Jung Uk, Lee Jung Hyuk, and 8th place Kim Dong Un. So, yeah, that's a full list of people that got affected by this thing. Let's talk about this. Hopefully, uh, this um, revealing of this list will be the first step of really just paying back the uh, damage that MCJ and M did to the trainees and artists. Uh, please give a proper, uh, proper compensation. But like, Please do the right thing. Um, if it's money, like, just spend it. You have a lot of money. If that doesn't do justice here. Um, some artists, some trainees, it was their last shot at um, K-pop, becoming a K-pop idol. No, like, no money refund. It's not even refund. Um... No amount of money will do justice for them. Please do the right thing and please stay transparent. Even though I, even now, as I speak, I know that's not going to happen. But please, here's the ideal things to say. Or ideal events that have to happen so that Mnet gets the, gains back their trust. So that you can do more audition shows. Here's my, I guess, order or hope for Emma and CJENN. As a fan, I demand that you, Emma and CJ, remain transparent. Make, please release. Not, we don't even want the full report. Just summarize it. Here's what we paid. Here's what we come up with um, as a plan to help the trainees to to recover uh, from the damages that you guys did. Uh, please come up with brief report saying here's what we did and um, for individuals and um, and uh, here's what I'm here's what we are going to do in the future to continue to support these trainees slash artists. Please stay transparent and we were the viewers you okay. I wanna be a little bit harsh here. I know you're a big company, right, CJ and Mnet, I know, but here's the thing. If there's no viewers and we can't trust you, uh, there's no point. There's really a no point. And I I as someone that is, you know, I, as someone that want to be a video producer and like 
working in the broadcasting field. I I was personally personally disappointed. I I was I was angry for I was mad and I felt bad for the artist, but also I was kind of well. I was I was mad and furious that the industry that I'm gonna go to in Korea, which I love, and K-pop and industry broadcasting industry that I I love and I really want to support them. I really want to show appreciation for every single staff that I can right work behind the scenes. This is not why we create content, right? I'm including myself as a future, you know, content creator, uh, as an editor, post-production director, hopefully, right? Um, wherever I end up being, right? This is, I, I highly doubt, I, I hope that this is not why we are creating content, right? Hopefully, for most of directors out there and PDs out there, producers out there. This is not what we stand for. This is not why we create content. We are trying to make a good impact. We have, the media has so much power, right? And don't abuse that power. Of I know I'm just talking about entertainment industry and broadcasting industry, but still media has a massive power, right? So, don't do that. That's very, uh, you know, producer on and chief producer Kim and CJ and, and Emma really created a bad name for us for future video or broadcasts that, you know, people that want to get into the industry and also people that is currently dedicated, like, showing dedication to this industry and working in that industry. They made a bad name for themselves, right? Well, for the industry as a whole. Our industry is not like that as a whole. So please don't misunderstand or anything like that. So you do you do have some responsibility. And, and CJ and them. Hopefully everything will work out between artist and trainee. And yeah, hopefully this will be the conclusion and continuous... Uh, support effort to the trainees and artists. And also, I just want to mention, editing in the Purdue series was really not done properly. And I, I, I do have to mention this. Um, I did watch, you know, Purdue series for research purposes because there was a lot of controversy regarding editing and post-production screen time and everything like that. Um, for from who that is, you know, want to specialize in editing and post-production and and currently working on my personal projects and I know how, um, well, I can't know everything because I'm not a professional yet, but from somebody knows somewhat of the editing workflow and everything like that, the actions of post-production uh, can't be justified. Um... Though I do want to make notes that, you know, Korean broadcasting industry is very uh, straightforward and, like, whatever the producer says, you have to do. So, I'm not blaming the staff that did the editing, but, okay, first of all, you know, you can't give um, equal screen time for every everyone. Fair argument, 
I would I wouldn't even say this fair screen time is uh, possible in the format that Purdue series was done. As an editor, I can you know confidently say that's impossible. But what I can say is, in that little screen time or unfair screen time, you could have showcased a positive aspect of the trainee. Rather, you you decide to showcase a negative side. Everyone has their weakness and strength, and you decide whatever little screen time this particular trainee gets, it's going to be a negative one. I just feel that's not right, especially for a show where the viewer gets to decide. Well, no, viewers got to not decide because of the manipulation, but let's just say it was a clean... A vote election, right? Clean. Well, it's not an election, but vote process was transparent, and there was no manipulation. It's it's up to the it's up to the viewer, and you decide to spend little, just little screen time to showcase the negative side of particular trainee. That's a big no no for me. So, and the editing was not ethically right to do um even though the editing and editing process is completely up to the producers and staff i don't think it's ethically done if i was the editor i would have showcased a positive side of the trainee for the little screen time that i would give because the screen time i can't control it it's too many people but i would have showcased a positive side of them as much as possible. So that's not what I stand. That's not what I believe in. So yeah. Hopefully uh, most of the people in the industry. Will, um, can agree with me. Um, I want to believe that. Most of the people in the industry. Create content for the good. And yeah. Okay. That was, that was just me rambling about my future industry. And you know. I. I was really heartbroken, you know, you know, this is the industry that I love, and this is the industry that I was passionate about, and, you know, this happened, and I, I did feel kind of responsible in the future, right, I will never do that in the future, um, as I go on in my careers of media and broadcasting, I will try my best to never do that, so, yeah, I also learned from you know, learned my lesson as well. Yeah. Um, that's all. I'm so sorry. Uh, I will be back with more positive uh, notes on a positive note next time. I think I, uh, yeah, but, but I don't know how to end this episode, but all right, guys, hopefully I, um, you enjoyed this episode, episode 17. See you next time. Bye, guys.